friends, and welcome back to another exciting episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast with your hosts, Jamie and Mark. Hello, friends. Hello, hello, friends. Uh, Twas a week. It was a week. a week for wrestling. so much wrestling this week. It was insane. We had, of course, your regularly scheduled program, Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Rampage, and Collision, as well as uh, Impact. You had NXT, neither one of them we have caught with. Uh, TNA now. Uh, TNA, as of right now, officially, uh, because of Saturday, uh, we also had TNA's Hard to Kill. Yes. We also had AEW's Battle of the Belts. Yes, and NJPW's Battle in the Valley. Yeah, a lot of wrestling this week. We still have quite a bit to catch up on. Thank God I have Monday off from work. Uh, Yeah, as we've always said, you know, sometimes life happens and sometimes Dungeons and Dragons gets in the way. And so Saturday night was just not a good night for us to watch wrestling. just play dodgeball for three hours in Dungeons and Dragons. And yeah. I don't really know how that worked, and it worked out great. And <laughs> Sometimes you're just a rat playing dodgeball. In Starfinder, not even Dungeons and Dragons. But I digress. Anyways... <laughs> um, yeah, a lot of, lot of different things happening, but at the, same, at the same token, not a lot happening, but I think before we go any further, I think the, the winner of professional wrestling this week, and this is after all the pay-per-views, granted I don't know the results of a handful of the matches... Um, but honest to God, I really think the winner of this week is the Young Bucks' mustaches. You know when the scum stashes are back, things are about to get really I, good and grimy. The minute they walked out, <laughs> I instantly fell in love with the idea that these guys are, their la- uh, are Sting's last opponents. And I know I'm going to get flack it. for that. And I know that people, and I understand, I understand the backlash of people going, wow, the Young Bucks are Sting's final opponent. And I, I, I understand the anger towards it. I, I, Of course, everybody wants to see it to be Ric Flair or Hulk Hogan or Kevin Nash. Do, do, or Does everybody want to see that? No, I'm not saying, but they want to see like that caliber. It's the, the Or like a legendary, for, yeah. like, you know, Sting came from WCW times to be able to have a WCW right. empl- you know, fellow employee would be able to be really cool. But you really got to put a perspective on it and remember that all those guys are old. Everybody's old. Sting, it's it's surprising how Sting <laughs> is able to to perform the way that he does. Because he does tag matches with Darby. And I'm not I'm not discrediting Sting. Right. I will never, never dog discredit Sting. Sting. Sting has done more in professional wrestling in the past two years than some have done in ten. Oh, for sure. Especially in his at for his sure. age. For sure. He's had such a fun run um, the last couple of years, too. So I understand the hate towards the Young Bucks being the, oh, of course they're the ones. Mm-hmm. The the rumor mill, of course, always rumors, has said that Sting had a choice as to who he could wrestle as long as it was not within WWE, because obviously WWE is not going to be working That's with off AEW. Um, he gave him option, whoever it is you want, we will try and get. And he yeah, any brand. supposedly picked the Young Bucks. I can see why. I really can. And again, maybe it's just we're going to get heat for it. But I can see why, because they know how to put people over. You're talking about the Bucks. The Young Bucks. And I think that's the important take from this. Right. Is that it's okay if Sting wins, and we all know it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. That's all right. If he gets the pin, especially, like, that's okay. Right. It's his last match. But he needs to go over looking really, really, really good. Yeah. Revolution is my favorite pay-per-view, so I'm very, very stoked about it. 
Uh, it's gotten to the point where it's almost sold out. So I think it's going to be an absolutely incredible crowd. Right. But I do think the Young Bucks are going to make it a more interesting match and make Sting and Darby look really super good. And they're not afraid. They are not afraid to take a loss. Well, it's they're funny, not afraid to take a bump. You it's know? funny you say that. I don't think it's going to go down that way. <clears throat> Classically, when an individual, and we've talked about this, Andrade Ooh, did it. moment. Andrade did it when he uh, had his final match uh, the other day. And whenever you go out of a company, whenever you move on, whenever you do whatever, you do what's best for business. Uh-huh. And you put you over go, the next guy. You go out looking up at the lights. You really think and it's going to happen? I, okay. They are, I think, Not 25 that, and 0. Who's that? Wrestling together. Darby and Sting but have never way, lost a tag team but match. But what a way... To not only because everybody hates the Bucks right now, yeah. it's like it is. It is like oh, that would a wrestling trope <laughs> to hate the Bucks. I Look don't at see how why. they came out, and this is why I'm saying their mustaches are the winners of wrestling yeah. this week. Look how they came out. They want you to buy this lemon of a car. They want to sell you that overpriced hot water tank you don't need. <laughs> they want to make sure that you get that tire rotation and the nitrogen that costs more money and the extra premium air that goes okay. in your tires. So they're scum. They're scum. And that's what they're <laughs> always portrayed as. Right. And I think they're just going to look at it and go, you know what? Bucks are fun. We have an opportunity that you have so you have two individuals that are so over, that are so right. baby faced, that are f- just white hot, absolute searing sure. baby face individuals. You just mentioned Sting and Darby, and people go apeshit. They automatically love it. It is like a a tag team that it's we didn't know though. that we wanted, and it's a tag team sure. that the minute they did tag team, it, it's been it's been an absolute dream ever since. There's never been a problem with it. They have never had like. They don't vibe well. Every match that they're in has been an awesome performance. Like you said, they are practically like flawless with mm-hmm. everything they've done. What a better way to put over the heels of the company, the ones that everybody is like, oh, my God, the Young Bucks always get the chances. They always get the titles. <laughs> yeah. They always get the fucking the premium oh, spots yeah. on the card. And then people are going to say that they wrote themselves in to win against Sting and Darby why Allen. Why not like... <laughs> lean into it? <laughs> I mean, sure. Why not? I don't think Sting and Darby Allen are getting the win. Okay. Because not only that... I you, think I think that they will. I, I won't even pull down the fourth, the fourth wall, but I just... I don't think... If he, they do get the win, I fully get it. I fully understand giving Sting yeah, that to feel last good. hurrah, the, one, hand, the arm up in the air yeah. as he rides Sting off the Sting doesn't need sunset. to put over anybody. It's Sting. He doesn't need to. Yeah. And the, the Young Bucks don't need the push no. from Sting. It's not like it's, oh, this is going to put the Young Bucks on a better level. Yeah, right? Like they, they don't, don't give a need shit. It. They right. don't need it. They're, they're past that point when they're in their career. Mm-hmm. But I think it would just do so, go- so much good for AEW to give yourself a final boss heel. They vanquished Sting. They took out the <laughs> best fun. tag team. They took out the most over two individuals right. in AEW. I think it would just be so, I think it would be best for business. That's mm. really what okay. it boils down to is I really think it would be best for business. Sting goes with his eyes up. Maybe he doesn't take the loss. Maybe he had, actually, you know what? Honest to God, if it's going to go out that way, Sting takes the loss. Mm-hmm. He fucking put, takes that loss and just says, that's it. I'm right. done mm-hmm. with a smile on his face. Yeah. But like always, I'm getting completely off track and completely off topic and completely off the schedule that we're supposed to be doing. Let's bring it on back, circle around, digress as much as we can. Uh, Let's start off with possibly the 
most polarizing individual in all of professional wrestling right now. Well, maybe, depending on how your Saturday went. Prince Nana? <laughs> no. <laughs> CM Punk and Drew McIntyre oh, had yes. a back and forth uh, on Monday Night Raw to open it up. And uh, it's another little bit of a, is this going to be our first <clears throat> feud with CM Punk? I mean, right. we're rolling into Royal Rumble, which I believe is like the focus for Punk. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's not really making a lot of friends along the way to the Royal Rumble. It no, seems like he's going to have not. a few enemies come, whether he wins the Royal Rumble or not. It seems like he's going to have a couple of uh, people that are going to kind of want to take words with him after what's he what he said to him. Well, like he said before, he's not really there to make friends, which is a good doing a great job attitude at it, I guess, to have. Uh, <laughs> I guess for, you know, for who he is and what he's done in the past year or so for him showing up and saying exactly what he's there to do, which sure. is to not make many friends, just make money. Um, he seems like he's doing a great job. Yeah. Yeah. He even, uh, (laughs) even kind of called out Cody Rhodes and said, you know, even he's not going to stop me from winning the Royal Rumble. Although he did say one nice thing. He did uh, tell Drew that, uh, because he's such a nice guy, he's going to make sure they throws out Drew last. So good, good on punk for, you know, (laughs) being a nice guy, making sure his, his people know who, you know, how he prioritizes others. Yeah. Right. It wasn't the best promo between the two. Uh, a little forced. I feel like either CM Punk is holding back intentionally or they told him, hold back. This is what you say? This is all you're allowed to say? Do you think they do that? Like, I mean, we're on the topic of Punk and, like, you know, how polarizing of an individual is. Do you think he uh, in WWE he's had, like, the sit-down conversations with, you know, creative and, and you know, Mr. Levesque and just, like, they kind of looked at him and said, listen, this is what you <laughs> want. Levesque. This is what you need to do. Sure. And this is what you're going to do. You know what I mean? Yes. I think that they would have been silly not to have included that in his contract. Right. Um, Obviously, we can't give you the hot mic and let you say whatever you want to. Right. This isn't 2010 anymore. No. You can tell his enthusiasm on the mic has been very turned down. That's, to me, always been his high point is his mic skills. And mm-hmm. ever since he's been back, it's been very PG punk. Very PG, PG punk? punk. Is it PG punk? I mean, very. I, th- PG I feel punk. like we're PG thirteen. Yeah, he's he's PG with a little bit of an edge. He's got a Not snarl much. to it, but yeah. he does feel like a very watered down version of the CM Punk that I think that everybody originally fell in love uh-huh. with, whether it's AEW or WWE back before he walked out. Or Ring of Honor. Sure. He's always had that like snarl, that edge, that and I, I feel like he's kept that, but it does feel like we're looking at a a, a pushing fifty year old CM Punk. Right. And it's just it's a different CM Punk and I think it fits really well with the WWE crowd though. It does. But it really feels like you brought the punk kid to human resources. <laughs> and like yeah. he's trying to be like the top dog right you know and like to live your whole life to be against it and now you're like i'm for the company right right it feels very canned it feels ingenuous to be to it be does. personally honest like, it, it does but I, I mean that's me personally i may be wrong he's a draw though like that's oh that's for my sure only, my only other you know for sure argument against it is, is you know i we, people want to see who his opponent is you i texted know? eddie after he debuted in wwe Eddie Ray is a good friend of ours, a uh, huge CM Punk fan. He always has been, and he's definitely one of those, well, you know, anything ha- can happen and and very positive about it, which is great. I I'm love so that. glad, you know, he gets to see Punk back in WWE. It's honestly right. probably where he's going to flourish the best. 
but I just, I don't know. I just can't, it's I just can't look like, at them without just be going, man, you just, just weird. It's, 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 it's a it's little bit of a me. sour taste, you know, you can't help with that. Well, and, and I don't even know if we should go into it right now, but there's like another thing within that. Can, I, I'm going to. I'm going to take a little bit of a left-hand turn. No way. Not yeah, I know. We got to stay on topic, right? I'm going to take a little bit of a left-hand turn, and I'm going to talk. take a moment to say that Jack Perry debuted mm. in NJPW this weekend. And that, I feel, has a little bit of an asterisk on it, too. I don't know what the intentions are. Right. Um, nothing has been said about he's not with AEW. He is with NJPW. He, he's just a free agent. Nothing to that he that. did show up and pull his contract out of his pocket and tear it to pieces. But I mean, I, I can't see. Is that really saying anything? Well, you and, know? and I, but I can't see NJPW having a featured like that with a company that they do business with on right. a yearly basis with Forbidden Door. I feel like that would be in bad taste for NJPW. But well, and like Will Osprey said, like okay, I'm with AEW, but I'm still kind of working with NJPW. Right. We're having like a mutual thing, you know. The two companies kind of work together, so I can be a part of AEW. So like you said, the idea of they've him, already have a good relationship. So uh-huh. unless they didn't know, which is totally possible, I mean, that they didn't. But know. that could also be the gimmick. That right. could be also the gimmick. Like Jack, it's it's an unhinged Jack Perry. You mm-hmm. know, it's the Crimea River Jack Perry. It's the I'll fight you backstage Jack Perry. You don't know what Jack Perry's gonna do. He's gonna pull his contract. I'm a crazy out. man. But <laughs> does that mean he's no longer with AEW? I don't know. I mean, he um, copyright his name. He had the copyright to his name. The ju- uh, and then also to, Jungle Boy as to well. To Jungle Boy, to Jack Perry, to a boy and his dinosaur, which is like him and Luchasaurus. Now, um, now named uh, Kill Switch. Yes, but all of that he had a copyright for. So, I guess the writing on the wall was he had, he more than likely was going to be leaving AEW. Um, I don't know. Maybe like okay. So let's play into the idea that this is just a work, right? Why would AEW want to do something like this? Well, maybe it puts a different focus on Jack Perry. Okay, it puts the eyes on him as wow what's he doing in njpw as opposed to wow what happened with him and cm punk right so maybe putting him in njpw has him face different opponents that he's not used to and in njpw they're not talking about jungle boy and luchasaurus and cm punk those things are kind of forgotten about in the njpw world right so they can kind of bring him back to aew and now he's almost like a cleanser you put him in exactly. njpw he gets enough momentum yes. back to where people are he is the palate cleanser bef- between the meals right okay okay i could see i could see them doing that I just, I just can't see him showing up tearing the AEW contract on NJPW uh, pay per view or event or whatever you want to call it, um, and then them still having a healthy, uh, uh, yeah. you know, relationship with AEW. Unless, unless they didn't it know. Was pre- unless it was either they didn't know or it was pre-authorized. Like, right. hey, Tony, we're gonna we're gonna do this just as you know we've signed him. You got rid of him, so we're just gonna right. f- get him some more heat. Tony's not an idiot. He would look at it and possibly go, okay, sure. Oh, sure. Just the same as MJF isn't on the roster anymore, but he more than likely is still signed to the company. Right, right. And as of Sunday night, Jack Perry is still on the roster for AEW. So either they're off, you know, they're not on their game, which they usually are about getting rid of people when they're not there anymore. As soon as QT Marshall uh, 
was let go January 1st, they took him off. Okay, so they're usually pretty good about it. Right. Or they didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean... I mean I, it's possible they didn't know. He doesn't really seem like the guy that like follows all the rules, too. You know, and they, they haven't... AEW has not come out and said whether he's still with AEW. As of the last we knew, he was suspended indefinitely. Right. Um, there's been... Plenty of rumors going around saying that his uh, suspension has been over for months and it's either he is either not being utilized or they just have nothing for him or they're just waiting for his contract to end. So possible. Who knows? Uh, it might have just contracted might have just ended and they said we're going to go our separate ways. Um, it, this could be an entire ruse, but Jack Perry is back on TV. Mm-hmm. Um Rumors are that there is a pay-per-view. There, well, there is a pay-per-view uh, in April for NJPW, and the rumors are that Jack Perry might be debuting there, which just so happens to be in Chicago. Okay. Okay. Everything. Why does everything have to happen in Chicago? Now? Everything has to happen in Chicago. What is it about Chicago? <laughs> somebody tell me. Somebody from Illinois, tell me. Why is Chicago like? For pro, res- pro wrestling, like a, a hot spot for things to happen. I mean, I, I I can only think that it's because lately, if you say Chicago, you just can't help but think of CM Punk. Uh, one thing we want to mention before we move on, uh, SmackDown, there was an unfortunate accident between Carmelo Hayes and uh, Austin Theory. Hell of a bo- botch between two of them. They just miscommunication, landed both on their head. Glad to see that the both of them are okay, but just wanted to kind of point out uh, WWE really upping their you know safety protocol with matches that go awry we had uh vinci end up getting a concussion i think two weeks ago from a uh, kick that was just a little too close they instantly stopped the match then as well uh didn't seem like anything was wrong at the at the time because he ended up walking off on his own accord but good to see that that's the important thing about stopping stuff like this is it doesn't seem like it's a big deal at the time you know it's it's good to see that they've become a lot more cautious with head injuries and with you know trauma like that because a lot of these things have always been have always come back to these guys like in in tenfold to kick him in the ass so just kind of a mention to see you know good that they're looking out for the professionals yeah i mean obviously the show and the entertainment is the best part of it but in all reality we can't have that if the wrestlers aren't safe so number one definitely the safety of the wrestlers the staff and the fans is the most important thing so just really happy to see that they safety yeah like it's okay to stop the match you know it's yeah it's a little bit awkward i'd love to see these guys get plastered in the face with chairs and barbed wire but I would absolutely hate to see one of them get hurt and not be able to like go home to their families. For sure, I was actually really digging that match too. That was a really good match between Carmelo. It was Hayes a really and good Austin match Theory. between the two. I'm glad to see really that Carmelo good. Hayes got such a good response on you know TV. He's so good. He's so talented. If you hear anything with NXT over the last few years, Carmelo Hayes' name is just assimilated with that. Right. He's so good. Happy sucked to see him moving sucked up. Sucked that it ended like that, but I hope really he's good right. to see like, what, the, the match that they did give you yeah. was great. Because he was definitely asking for like, hey, what's up with the Royal Rumble? Like, mm-hmm. Kind of insinuating that he might be wanting a spot. I think he ended up getting interrupted. He him. never got an opportunity to really clear that man, talk make about sure it. He's 100% hope he's okay. Put yeah. him in the Royal Rumble. I'm oh, a- man. I'd be worried to be in the Royal Rumble with him. Well, speaking of people that are worried about who's going to be in the Royal Rumble, Paul yeah. Heyman okay. had a very stressful SmackDown this week. He did. Uh, All of the bloodline seemed to. Yeah. Well, pretty much everybody, but the tribal chief himself of because course. he just didn't show up for work. Yeah, he again. shouldn't have to worry, you know. Um once again, I'm I'm ad- before I go any further, I am advocating 
Orange Cassidy, yeah, better yeah. champion than Roman Reigns. Fight me. Um, but Nick Aldis has made a four-way or fatal four-way match for Royal Rumble that mm-hmm. involves obviously Roman Reigns, yes, L.A. Knight, Randy Orton, and the returning AJ Styles, yes. And of course, Paul Heyman, being the wise man that he is, is trying to get out of it six ways from Sunday. Of course. Ends up setting up this handicap match between uh, Solo Sokoa, Jimmy, and Roman Reigns, and AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight. Problem was... Roman doesn't show up for work anymore. Correct. Um, so now we've got this big three-man match the whole night. You have... Uh, Paul Heyman trying to figure out every person that could possibly give them the benefit uh, because, you know, Roman's not showing up for work. Ends up not finding him. They end up taking out Randy Orton uh, before the match, so it kind of evens up, evens up the odds. Randy comes comes in at the last minute, gets the save, gets the win. Hooray, the faces sure. are, you know. What did you think was going to happen here? I mean, yeah. Yeah, the faces succeed. They work together. Which is in- interesting. Right, which doesn't normally happen. I mean, there's no. a little bit right of tension between all Right before you're having an opponent, you know, a big match against all these guys as opponents. But I feel like this just, like, I like everybody that was involved, obviously. Um, I like that Randy Orton is returned. I just, I feel like that this is just cannon fodder where we're just waiting for WrestleMania at this point. It absolutely you know? is cannon fodder. And downfall un- of monthly PLEs. And it's unfortunate because I want to care about this match more. I want to look at it and be like, oh, man, you know, there's a chance that Roman's not going to win. Yeah. He's got three other guys against him, and uh-huh. he doesn't have to get Three pinned. really super talented over guys, too. Mm-hmm. And they're all... They all have the potential of winning. Not right now, but and- eventually. And it's, it's unfortunate because that storyline could be so good if they invested more time into it instead of just the last right. like three weeks right it's, it's a shame it won't be able to go that far well i think your biggest problem is you have two guys that have already established themselves as legends in wwe right and you have la knight that is going to fresh take off the loss. of a very <laughs> big hype that is starting to die down right the yeah movement Although it's still there. He comes out and he does his finger points. Everybody sure. else, L.A. Knight, it's near, not nearly as strong as it was before. So I think you have, and he's the only one that has been on television for longer than, you know, a few months. Right. Um. So you're having an issue to where there's not a lot of story. I, I can't really believe that AJ Styles is going to win this match. But other than Randy Orton, AJ Styles, I couldn't see anybody else winning this match besides Roman Reigns. Mm-hmm. So it's already got like this unbelievability to it. It does. And I don't know if it's because I pay attention to more than just what you see on the television. That's probably what it is. It doesn't help. But it takes away from it because I don't have well, very high expectations for this yeah. match. Already, even though it has four guys mm-hmm. that perform very well in the ring. But I feel like Roman and The Rock, there would be a lot taken away from it if, if that wasn't a championship match either. Oh, yeah. If... Roman Reigns loses, you can still have... Now, this is assuming that they're going to announce that Rock versus Roman is going to happen. Yeah, like, I don't mean to be rude, but, like, let's be realistic here. It's going to be The Rock versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. I've They've been heard, trying to do it for years. I've heard that they might make it into a three-way between him, Roman, and uh, Cody. I'm not really a fan of that. 
personally, I feel like if you're going to let Cody do anything, a glimpse of finishing the story, you got to get the rock out of but there. How, okay, but how better than finishing the story, but not only taking out the tribal chief, but vanquishing uh-huh. the great one? Nah, I don't know. Me personally, not a big fan. I feel like, feel like he needs to do that on That's his own. A, I think it's just because you're a rockhead. I'm a huge rockhead, but I can understand. Is that a thing? Are rockheads the thing? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Than, what do you call a rock fan? I'm a, I'm a Johnson head. Like, hear me out. Oh, God, Johnson-er. that's weird. Like, I'm a huge fan of The Rock, and I think it's great that he's going to be fighting Roman Reigns, and I think this is really fun that he's coming back. But he can't hang like he used to. The and rock? I know there's a time. Ta- yeah, believe that, it or the not. Rock, I, I feel like The Rock could hang five times better than he could well, back when he was in... he's more muscular, but he looked pretty <sighs> winded after that interaction with Jinder Mahal the other day. Well, yeah, I mean... Being physically you gotta, when you fit, gotta, when you got to carry the whole thing, I mean that 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 win anybody. Even the I rock. mean, yeah, that would make you absolutely exhausted. So you you don't think that there's any chance there's going to be a three way at WrestleMania? I just feel like that just is like oh, and Cody, like you know, like why? <laughs> I mean, like at this point, if it goes any other way than it <laughs> playing sad. out to WrestleMania, you know, forty one. Sure, I feel like it's going to be and Cody. Yeah, it's going to be but Rock versus thing. Roman. And Cody. Like, it's, somebody else could win it between the time Roman the belt? loses it and the time Cody gets How it. How bullshit would that be? Uh, slightly bullshit. AJ Styles has been injured for months, just comes back. Randy Orton injured for months. Oh, I'm not even talking back. about this match. It could be something else, and I'm not saying it's The Rock. That would be such a bad move. Matt Cardona. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I just... Yeah, I just, I, I don't know. I just, the, oh, I, I'm excited for the match. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. They're they're trying to really build this up, and they're trying to do it a little bit different than they normally do. Yeah. But I just, I, it deflates because I can't see it going any other way than Roman retaining. And it just kind of sucks the wind out of it. Mm-hmm. And there's nothing you can do besides changing the title to make it not feel that way. I know. So, and it's like not even exciting to think about him changing the title either. But it's going to be a great match. I hope. Like, it's going to be just to see Randy Orton I and AJ hope. Styles. Oh, back this in is going to be a great match. I just hope the match that Roman finally does lose is a great match because it's for me, that sure didn't work out with The Undertaker. It's going to have to be. Oh, for Brock Lesnar? Oh. Yeah, I know you weren't a fan of that. I've I've not grown a fan of that. I've grown to appreciate it a little bit more. Mm-hmm. I've grown to not be so sour about it. Yeah. Um. I when we were saying that CM That's Punk tough. should have ended the streak, I look back at it now and just shake my head like, oh, poor, poor, young, young Mark. Oh, you had no idea. I yeah. Had no idea. <laughs> had absolutely no idea. So this seemed to be the weekend for debuts. We already talked about Jack Perry going over to NJPW, whether, like I said, he's signed or not, we don't know. But uh, two people uh, were at the TNA premium live event. Hard to kill. kill. Uh, One being uh, formerly known as Dana Brooke, who's going by Ash by Elegance is what they said. Ash by Elegance. I don't really know if that's a previous moniker she's gone by or if it's a new yeah, one i don't know anything um, about Dana i think Brooke. everybody was very confused Pre-WWE. about it and the announcers uh had to clarify that it was formerly known as, or she was formerly known as dana brooke in the wwe uh kind of looks was, like tony storm yeah she she's got a very like classic you know movie star look it might just be she was trying to get dolled up to get people talking about her because she's definitely a good looking girl but, you know, it, it, I don't really know if she's going to be 
I, I'm assuming she's going to be a part yeah. of Impact. Just they seeing s- how they she said got she was observing. WWE. Yeah, she's just observing a, a, an interest, an interested observer is what right. they right. they implied. So I'm sure she's going to show up on uh, TNA programming. Uh, but they also had another debut, which I think kind of caught everybody by surprise. Not of uh, yeah, for where sure. it was, but for how quickly he debuted for another company. Quote yeah. Unquote. Uh, Nick Nemeth debuted in Impact. Which is all TNA. TNA. I'm sorry. <laughs> TNA. Uh, uh, he had come back to NJPW. We talked about it in the last uh, podcast that we had put out last, uh, the second podcast we put out last yes. last week. Um, he had debuted in NJPW and now has pretty much shown that he's officially with TNA, which I think is honestly great. All right, came out, uh, spoiler alert, if you don't want to know who won the main event of Hard to, T- Hard to Kill, uh, Moose was standing in the ring with his uh, newly won belt, and uh, Nick Nemeth's music started cash- or coming on. Perf- uh, perfect Nick Nemeth music. And then classic, like, <laughs> newcomer, everybody's looking at the entrance, and lo and behold, he rolls into the ring, attacks Moose, uh, ends up ripping his shirt off, has a TNA wrestling uh, t-shirt on, on underneath, uh, real good. I, I really liked it. I I, I was wondering where he was going to show up. I was excited to see him in NJPW. Not that he won't show up in NJPW. Uh, Impact, or I'm sorry, TNA and NJPW do have the multiverse pay per view they put on right. every year. Um, so they have a good working relationship as well. So you might see him on both NJPW and uh, TNA Hopefully as so. well. It's gonna get it's gonna get, be so hard for me to get used to saying TNA again. I've gotten so I know, again, used, like, right? so used to calling it Impact. Uh, took years to get used to that now it's back really loved the look of the TNA ring and the The setup it felt very reminiscent of when it used to be in Orlando a lot Mm -hmm. in the impact zone um, because it used to be TNA impact whatever Um, but it looked real good the product looks real good Uh, the matches looked absolutely phenomenal I know all the matches that they did have were really good matches to begin with so uh, I'm just excited to see what's going to come out of TNA being the, I guess, quote unquote, third brand that's on television between WWE and AEW. Um, but it's the always, talent it, is just it, incredible. Yeah. It's always incredible. Been, it's always been like if you want to go for pure wrestling and creative, like re- like goofy wrestling, I guess that's the place to go. It's oh, always been sure. like that place. It's always been the place that stretches the imagination of professional wrestling. You can have some supernatural more. stuff, and that's okay right, over in right. in TNA Impact. Um, but yeah, I I'm, I'm excited to see what they're gonna do with Nick Nemeth. Mm-hmm. And with Nick Nemeth being over in TNA, Deanna Peraza was able to have her first match in AEW. I loved it. It was against Red Velvet, who, but me personally, if you've been watching AEW for a while, somebody like Red Velvet is just like homegrown she's talent. A staple. She was out for, I think it was like nine months, and now she's finally I back. Think she had a knee injury, yeah. Yep, she's she back made, on TV. She made Deanna look great. Uh, Tony Storm said a little bit about her earlier in the week. Oh, I've heard her name before. Um, so it's definitely leading to something with Deanna and Tony, which is going to be huge. I think she's got to get through Mariah, Mariah May first. She's, she is not happy that Deanna Perrazzo interrupted her debut match well it's not a debut if you debut during the debut so they negated the debut. debut yeah so now she i'm th- upset for so mariah. does that mean mariah may mariah may has yet to debut in AEW? perhaps are we and we i think we need to run it match? back are we gonna but i i, I really <laughs> think we're gonna see diana and mariah may have one hell of a match between the two each other. i think it's gonna be I like hope. you gotta go against you know 
the the sub boss before you go against the boss. I hope it would Tony be like Storm. that because, jeez, uh, I mean, they're they're really aside from Athena. There aren't very many, or Jamie Hayter, really. I was going uh, wa- to wait for you women. to finish the sentence. <laughs> uh, yeah, and that's that's another one. You got Mariah May, who's just showed up. You got Deanna Prazo, who's just showed up. Uh, you have, obviously, the rumors that are always going around with Mercedes Monet, uh, a.k.a. Sasha Banks. Who knows where she's going to show up. It, at one point, it was a guarantee. Absolute surefire. <laughs> bet on it. Sasha Banks is returning to WWE television. That hasn't happened. And now all of a sudden, money talks are so far away from each other, it's never going to happen. And before that, AEW rumors were flying out the windows that she is a done deal. Plans are in motion to get her signed to an AEW contract. Those fell through, apparently. Now we're back to where she's speaking to AEW again, and they're just... Minutes away, he said, just she a few said, text away from from. And it's just like, <laughs> god damn, like get off of it already. Oh yeah. Um, but we have a lot of like movement going around, uh, with a lot of different superstars, kind of mixing things. It's good up. in the it's women's good. division, it really needed an adjustment and some new new people in there. Right. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. It's not like the talent is bad in AEW, but there's like they just don't have a ta- very a few women in the AEW roster. Well, but I think we saw a number the other day. There was only 27 on the on the AEW something women's like roster. that. So when you have few, so few people, it's really hard to showcase women's wrestling when you only have 20 something wrestlers. So them adding more to the roster is only helping that. Right. You know. Uh, I just I gotta say too, we're on the topic of Dynamite or AEW at this point. I really got to give it to AEW come the first of the year. The like this is the second full week of AEW that we've had and I really feel like they came out the gate swinging. Like the first dynamite of the year, I absolutely it loved fun. it from beginning to end. It was a fun episode. It was reminiscent of like when Dynamite was fresh and new and they were putting stuff on that people wanted to see. Yep. Uh, this I, week being in Daly's place, it just same felt thing. Good. It felt like you were home. Rampage was the same way. I mean, Rampage is always nice. It's like that little, you know, snack after dinner. You, you sure. Know, like, oh, I'm going to get that little ten- that taste of yep. professional wrestling. Yeah, got to see wrestling. the Dark Order this week. Um, Collision has been by far of the three shows like you talk about like the entirety of that sh- of those shows between Dynamite Rampage uh mm. and Collision Collision has been become my favorite I love oh, the same. presentation that they have been doing I it's just very unique AEW has like come out of the gate really trying to push their product to the best of their capabilities and I really have not seen a lot of people complaining about what you've seen in the past 2 weeks on AEW no. maybe some minor nuances maybe you don't like the angle that they're doing with a certain person or you didn't like the way they wrestled, I can, you know, you can justify it that way. But as a product as a whole, as the presentation right after the Continental Classic, right after the World's End pay-per-view, I really think they've they've juggled and maintained their product they very have. well. The momentum has not stopped. Right. It's continued to grow. It's continued to add new people. It's continued to add new rivalries. I really think the Continental Classic really helped to start off the year in such a great pivotal way. Right. Uh, Eddie going out of, there and, and defending it and now in NJPW is such a great thing. It too. added a lot of life to a lifeless storyline yeah because again we were trying to get over uh cm punk being fired and Mm -hmm. all the stuff and all in and it's because you know all of that had to try to die down again months and months of planning like you know again jungle boy you know having that altercation backstage having it to the point where they ended up firing punk that had to throw off 
everything they had in the works. Obviously, mm-hmm. Tony Khan, huge CM Punk fan, obviously wanted to base the entire company around him. It didn't work out, and obviously, the plans they had in place got completely nerfed. The same thing right. happened at when Moxley had to, had to do the same thing the first time mm-hmm. that uh, Punk and the Bucks or in the Elite got into the whole spiel. They had to make a complete left-hand turn. Yep. And other people dr- in the company had to step up. Hat. Yeah. And, you know, the entire year was them dealing with the fallout of the first one and then falling into the fallout of the second one. And they they had a full year to where it was just nonstop shit. We can't yeah. use these plants. These, this person get got hurt. Right. I mean, Trying to build up the firm and now we can't even do anything with them. It just... Right. Always something. And I think the Continental Classic was a good way to smooth out all those rough waters they've had. And I they've, agree. they've rolled right into 2024 and they've really pushed that momentum forward. And I feel like they're doing a great job with it. It's they still got a lot of traction to make up. Sure. But I really still think a new they company. Off, I think they started off this yeah. year really well. They're just saying now that they're just hitting their five years and it's been an incredible five years. Um, I want to touch back a little bit. We we're talking about collision just being so like so fresh and unique and fun. Um, I really loved what they did this week. Again, we talked about this last week with Adam Copeland. He's basically been having this like open challenge. Anybody wants to come out and face right. me, which I love because it's never like Brian Danielson. You know, it's it's the guys that really need time but haven't gotten it. Um, Lee Moriarty took the call this time and both of us were just absolutely stoked. Huge Lee Moriarty, Moriarty fans. Um, but they did like a little video package for him. Like um, Shane Taylor came out with him and was basically like, if you don't know Lee Moriarty, here's like a little clip. And they showed uh, 45 seconds, maybe. Yeah, it was. He kind of like cut a pseudo promo over a bunch of video footage of a bunch of his matches, a bunch of like promo uh, footage for him. And it was like a really cool little like promotional package to introduce anyone who doesn't know who Lee Moriarty is or hasn't seen a lot of them. It showcased a lot of his moves. It just kind of got people hyped up about seeing this guy. Everybody knows who Adam Copeland is. He, the minute he walks out, he doesn't even have the music. Everybody knows who he is, but Lee Moriarty is kind of a lesser known individual. You might not know. Right. And even Adam Copeland has come out to saying like, he's trying to put over other talent. He's trying to give them an opportunity to shine in a spot that normally they wouldn't get. So and this, he has. Is, and this is an opportunity they did. And, and Leah Moriarty is a hell of a talent. We've, mm-hmm. if you listen to any of the podcasts, every time we've talked about him, we have always really enjoyed his work. Uh, and to have him come out and have a match with Adam Copeland was really good, really good for him. It allowed him to showcase how skilled he is in the ring and it would allowed a lot of people to get eyeballs on it because Adam Copeland was part of that match. Right. And it shows you he can work with anybody. Right. And Veteran, also, new, anywhere in between. Adam Copeland being involved in that eight-man tag match that happened earlier in the week to, for mm-hmm. uh, on the Dynamite Lee tribute. Sure. Same idea. He came out not very much fanfare, not very much... You know, uh, you know, focus on him. He had his entrance. People cheered. Even his outfit. It was all black. It didn't have a lot of fanfare to him. Same thing with he was the wearing a, match. like a Canadian's Brody Lee yep. t-shirt. Just enough to pander to the crowd. But he's coming to AEW with goals in mind. He had spotlight on him for a while when he was wrestling Christian Cage and having that whole, uh, you know, di- or uh, uh, rivalry with him. Right. Which still isn't obviously done. Absolutely. But now he knows, okay, I've had my moment. 
I step back a little bit. Yeah, and let I me put, put over, over the next talent. generation of guys. He didn't need the wins. It didn't give him any more momentum than he nope. already had. It only helped the other people. It helps the other guys showcase how good they yep. are. And how I how really, incredible. I, I love seeing lately both WWE and AEW have been pushing new talent, whether it's NXT going yes. to the main roster or it's AEW bringing in different people to wrestle. Queen Ami, or what's I can't Queen Aminata. Queen Aminata. I keep calling her Queen Amidala. <laughs> it's not Star Wars. Um, but she just got signed because of her performance, whether it's a performance-based uh, contract or it's an actual like contract contract. Like It's so good to see them finding good talent and showcasing them on television. Yeah, and this then is how you do it, you know? Listening to the crowd and going, hey, they like them. Yeah, exactly. You know, and keeping them around and mm-hmm. making them a part. Willie yeah, Mack's like Car- another one. Yeah, like Carmelo Hayes, like we were just talking about. You know, you put them up, you put them in an opportunity to shine, it works over and people are like, I absolutely loved this. Well, you know what? We should listen to the people. We should look at the next generation of talent. And right. Like you said, this has been a really good couple of months for both AEW and WWE to showcase the next generation of people. I mean, some of these people that you and I have been watching for 20 years they don't have too much longer left no. in them. Adam Copeland. Uh, you, oh, yeah. The I can't Hardys. believe Randy Orton was able to come back. I mean, I thought that was it. So they, Yeah, they were projecting that he'd never come back. Yeah. I mean, Brian Danielson, he's talking about retiring. I'm telling so, you, like, I'm still waiting for that Big E return. I hope. I got my theories. I, I got hope. my theories. I'm really hoping. I, 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 this is a long shot, okay? But I'm really hoping that uh, Ludwig Kaiser destroying Kofi Kingston and quote-unquote injuring him prompts Big E to come back. I'm really hoping this week we have Ludwig talking mad shit and talking mad shit about the New Day. And then the New Day's music comes up because Xavier's hurt and uh, Kofi is now, quote unquote, you know, out of the picture. Right. I'm really hoping New Day's music hits and Big E comes out. That would be insane. Like, I just want to see Big E back. Like, obviously, I want him to be healthy and happy. Uh-huh. And Even if he can't he wrestle wants. and he just hits but him a man, couple times. man, I just, I miss Big E. I, I hope they at least put him on the Manny, commentary team because he just is a, 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 an unforgettable talent. Yeah. He's got a hell of a way with words. His personality is just, oh my God. Just thinking about him is literally making me smile. Like, it's just, <laughs> he's got such an infectious energy. So, I would pray that you are correct there. I really hope you're right. So you were talking a little bit earlier about how AEW has really started off like with a huge bang. It's just been yeah. really interesting. But this week, Dynamite and Rampage were both shot at Daly's Place, which is just an energy like, I don't know if you're an AEW fan, you've been watching for a while, especially through COVID times. Daly's Place is, is very special when the matches are there. It's just different. And it seems like everybody just really tries their best and feels like... A very sentimental. It's home turf for them. It's yeah. their, it's their like home base. It's mm-hmm. when you know the Celtics go to the Garden. It's when you know I don't know football. It's when your <laughs> sports team goes to the home. You know the home turf. It's a home yeah. game. So it's well. In, it's in our terms, special, it would be you know, the Tampa Bay Bucks go to Raymond James Stadium. That's but wrong. It's when the Boston Bruins go, go to, to the, the TD Tampa Garden Bay Stadium. Um, <laughs> speaking of Daly's place. Uh, one interesting and very fun match we had was Hangman Adam Page versus Claudio Castagnoli. Yeah, and, what a banger. I mean, Hangman has just been on fire lately. Not that Claudio isn't great, but anything Hangman does lately, it's oh, just people are all over a it. different fire. And I've been saying, like, every time I see him, I'm like, damn, I wish this was his time for a championship run. 
Yeah. I, I don't think everybody... His championship run was not as good as I think everybody hoped it would no, be. No, I really don't think so. And it's a shame. It's not because he wasn't doing things as well. He has like a different confidence to him now. And I think right. it's just years of being on TV and facing these big opponents like he has. And like, even after he's fought Swerve this last time, like he's a different person. So it just felt like a right. different match. But uh, going back to Swerve... Swerve and Hangman are both insinuating that they are going after Samoa Joe's title. Understandably, I, I could see it on I could see it around either one of them. Swerve deserves it. I'm okay. Hangman is definitely obviously former uh, AEW World Champion, so he and again, obviously is, is cali- yeah, that type of caliber. What a great time for him to be able to do that. People just absolutely love but him. Don't forget. Samoa Joe has a match with Hook that's coming up, Dynamite. Yeah, it's like MJF all over again, where it's like everybody, everybody wants, wants to come to, well, after I mean, your title. Who... The most coveted prize in all of professional yeah. wrestling, you know what I mean? That so, Everybody wants a piece. Okay, let's be realistic here. Is Hook going to win on Dynamite? No. No. How can they make Hook look good after a loss like that? Well, I think you have Hook go out there and you really show that he's not just a champion of a material of a title that is technically not Not a title a title in (laughs) AEW um I think he's got the backing from the crowd and from the fans that he could be championship material but number one he has hardly has said a word since he's been in AEW which Mm -hmm. is kind of his gimmick right um and he's had not nearly as many matches as a lot of other people. So I don't sure. know if he could, f- I don't know if he would fit in as the champion with Adam Page Not that champion or right fit now. in with Swerve Strickland. I don't think it would be a, a good time to give hook the championship right now because he doesn't have the charisma on the mic yet. Mm-hmm. They haven't given it to him yet. So he might be primed, ready to go. Just got to yeah. hand him an opportunity, but he needs a big opponent. He needs to prove that he's worthy of this the is title. It. And I think yeah. this is this is a good stepping stone to mm-hmm. put him towards that direction. I don't think he's going to dethrone no. Joe, but I but think Joe this needs is going to accelerate vulnerable. him towards that direction. It's going to accelerate right. him into right. a rivalry with an individual that is going to push him harder than anybody exactly. else has exactly. and put him into that realm of, well, maybe he is championship material. Uh-huh. Or he's now. got the potential to be. Right. But Joe needs oh, he to has look, the potential. He does. Joe needs to look vulnerable here in the sense that he's like really showing that he got his head rocked by right hook. Keep him bulletproof. Keep yeah. him bulletproof, but definitely show Maybe a- Samoa Joe just gets one over on him. Yeah. Maybe it's not even technical. It's the the classic roll up. Yep. You know. Yep, just yeah, an, an unexpected moment just to give hook that sense of dangerousness to to joe right but in all in all like i said it's gonna go to joe mm-hmm. and then i mean eventually i feel like we're gonna see I, I don't think we're done i definitely know we're not done with hangman and swerve so we might see Clearly. the accumulation of that come to a head and the winner of that end up challenging joe for the cha- or for the championship mm-hmm. later on possibly at revolution so, like, we're talking about Daly's Place, two original Daly's Place AEW wrestlers in the men's division. Ricky Starks and Sammy Guevara went back and forth at Toe-to-toe, on Dynamite. Head to head. Mano y mano. Mano y mano. That was a good match. It was a good match. 
it was just to add more fuel to the match that ended up happening at Battle of the Belts after Collision this week. Right. Um, Which again, AEW, man. Interesting way to start off. I love the extra hour we have, but (laughs) God damn it. There's just so much wrestling. Calm down. It's a lot of wrestling. And like when it started, it was really awkward because I was like, oh, like I kept forgetting that that was the match. I thought like they were like a street match. They were like jumping each other before the match, you know, like typical, you know, it's a street match. Tag team match. I think the difference between a street match and a false count anywhere anything goes match is you just start in the street. That's how it at least goes. Yeah. And I've got to I've got to wonder because they were just really just outside the building that they were having uh, dynamite at, or I'm sorry, at collision at, you got to like look at across the street. There's like people in restaurants, like staring <laughs> as, you know, big bills throwing a brick through a window. Right. Uh, they're doing a double suplex onto the roof of a Nissan Sentra in a parking spot that's out in front of a bunch of different shops. Mm-hmm. Uh, shirtless men yelling and screaming in just ridiculously amounts of pain. And it was just uh, all I could think of, like the residents of Norfolk, Virginia, just looking over like, what is going on? Yeah. Why is there cameras following these guys? Yeah. So it started off really strange, uh, but it was a good match. They, they did a good job kind of like making it seem like they were really trying to kill each other. Yeah. And making it seem like, Sammy and Chris Jericho were really going to win it. Right. Because that was how it seemed from the get-go, was that there finally was going to be, it doesn't happen almost never, a, a change of title at Battle of the Belts. It was finally going to be for this tag team championship, and it didn't happen for the craziest reason, which Sammy Guevara climbed up way too high always on the rafter. With his, always with his crazy stunts. Yeah, he's he's crazy. Got to give him the man credit, though. I mean, he full commits to it. So, yeah, you really have to give him the credit. He ended up not hitting Ricky, which is who he was going for, because Hobbs, Will Hobbs of all people, pulled Ricky's foot out of the way so he didn't get the bump. There was never any mention as to why did Hobbs help Ricky? The only thing I can think of, okay... The only thing I can think of is that Jericho is at ends with Don Callis. Uh-huh. And Jericho's already been taken out. Also, uh, Sammy used to be a part of the Don Callis family. Right. Turned his back on him. So the only thing I can think of is he just sent out Hobbs to do that so that both Sammy and Jericho... Didn't win. Didn't win. Not really more to help Ricky, but more so Sammy and Chris Jericho lost. The enemy of my enemy is my friend. Yeah, I mean, that's the huge backstory and dynamic between Ricky Starks and Will Hobbs. I was Hobbs. so upset when Ricky Ho- or Ricky and Hobbs And Brian up. Cage, like, oh my God, the FTW, Team FTW, Team FTW. Taz. I absolutely loved it. When Taz used to have those little segments where he would talk about like the technical aspect of wrestling. Oh yeah, he would break and, like, everything down such in a complete fun time. bullshit reasons, but I, I it was like so good. Such a fun time. When, speaking of Hook, would just come out to the ring with everybody. He right. didn't even wrestle then. And people loved him back then too. Mm-hmm. He didn't say anything then. Right. He just eats potato chips. You gotta love it. He still eats potato chips. Mm-hmm. Now he just hangs out with Danhausen and strippers. <laughs> uh, the only other thing we got tonight is just... Uh, Probably our favorite match of the week. It was uh, House of Black took on FTR and Daniel Garcia. Uh, we had Daniel Garcia and Brody King had their little in back and forth with the Continental mm-hmm. Classic. So there was that. FTR and House of Black have been going back and forth for a good number of weeks now. Uh, but besides that, it was just a very well choreographed match. And yes, 
fuck you. I use the word choreographed. <laughs> Suck my nuts. Uh, it was just there was a lot of really good spots in it. There was I yeah. I don't want to dwell too much on it. I know you were worried about it. Or you wanted to say something about it, but it really was just a, a hell of a match. Like it just. Just from a technical aspect, House of Black and and FTR are just so good. Same with Daniel Garcia; they're just so good. So right, and they just they it was just an entertaining match. There was a good back and forth between Dax and uh, Buddy Matthews towards the end that you could tell got the crowd a handful of times, and it just wanted to just put it out there. You want a good match to watch? Watch the end of the main event of Collision. It's good. Definitely. It's a great match. I think it's probably going to come down maybe to Dax versus Malachi. Finding get that singles match that everybody was complaining about that they didn't get from Malachi last year. Right. So he never had a singles match last year, which is right. crazy. Well, I'm sure we'll be seeing a lot more from the House of Black FTR. This feud is obviously far from over. Um, with House of Black getting the win, Daniel Garcia and Brody King definitely still have at least one more match left in mm-hmm. them. Uh, like you said, Dax and Malachi should definitely have a singles match together. Why not Cash and Buddy? Oh, Round it off. You got the cook. you got the trifecta. Let's cook. You know the house versus I, I don't even know what you're gonna call it, FT dance off. Look, come. <laughs> Although gotta mention, gotta mention, I loved loved Daniel Garcia dropping to the crisscross applesauce position, and then Malachi Black tempting to dance and only just giving him the middle finger. Absolutely funny. loved it. I popped for it. Goofy so wrestling, funny. made my nipples hard, whatever you want to call it. Loved it. If you don't get down with wrestling like that, I don't think you and I are going to have a good time together. It's fun. But I do want to thank you for listening because if you if you listen to this to, up to this point, you listened to the entire podcast. So thank you so much for joining us You're on awesome. this episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. Make sure if you like what you've heard, Follow us on all social medias at CEW Wrestling Pod. Make sure also when you're listening, you rate us a five-star review. We'd really appreciate it. It really helps promote the podcast. The more promotion we get, the better off it is, and the more we can bring towards you. Uh, you can follow me on my personal Twitter at Dudley. And also please follow me at A Bacon Party. Start your week off right every Monday with a fresh episode of Coffee and Wrestling, a wrestling podcast. It's posted at 4 a.m., so it is up well before you are. Thank you so much for listening. We will catch you in the next episode. I was going to say, don't they have something to do with uh, Enterprise or Enterprise, uh, TK Holdings or whatever it is? Who's that? Ah, fuck.